Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners and podcast listeners. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you currently stressed out, cash crunched, or fed up with your business? If you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem, or maybe that it's the area you live in, or maybe this market has become too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around, and I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now that it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who comes to you saying they need a website or Facebook ads or maybe a mobile app developed, but they don't even realize the deeper challenge or opportunity that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a YouGurus strategy call where we'll dig into those underlying issues and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments will shift the way you think forever and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your strategy call. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start your application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. All right, let's introduce today's guest. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we are hanging out with Anya Caruso. And Anya has decades of experience working with Fortune 500 and SMB brands. Her deep understanding of combining branding and messaging coupled with impressive visual communication and digital marketing skills are the foundation of her role on Engage Inc.'s client behalf. As a founder of and partner at Engage Inc., she is responsible for half of the company's vision and leadership, as well as a leading role in client marketing strategy and execution. Anya, welcome to the program. Great. Thanks, Brent. It's awesome to be here. So thank you for having me on. So Anya, tell us a little bit about uh, your agency, Engage Inc. Paint us a picture. What, what does the agency look like today? How many people, who kind of, what kind of businesses or organizations do you serve? Sure. So we're basically what we call an integrated digital marketing company or agency, being that we do all different types of uh, media channels from A to Z. And we basically help a lot of folks either in sort of mid-size to corporate brands Our main staff is about five, and then we have a lot of auxiliary people that we bring on depending on what a current client might need or a specific uh, channel that we really need to harvest and, you know, do some uh, intense kind of execution work. But we we basically um, do national, so we have clients um, all around the country. You know, we would love to expand into doing more international work at this point, but you know, we just love what we do. And we're excited to talk a little bit about some of the aspects of what we do. You mentioned you do intense execution work. So give us give us some examples of what a campaign looks like for you. And if you have any other exact clients, you know, clients that maybe we would have heard of, uh, you know, just give us an idea of, of what, it, what does your work look like? Well, it's not a campaign based. I mean, there can be campaigns that are created. So 
uh, we sit down with the client and we discuss basically from the foundation work, which would be the brand development. You know, what does that look like? Does that need to be reworked? Does that need to be expanded upon if there's a new product or service that's being added into the picture that might need to be um, revised from a brand level? And then we work right on into everything else. So website development, content creation, search, uh, digital ads, email marketing, uh, and social, of course, as well. So, uh, and everything is customized. So it's never like one and done for us. In other words, it's not a cookie cutter. So usually we do uh, a significant amount of time discussing with the client what they currently have in place. And we really come and become their internal advertising or internal, I guess, marketing department. Um, but we're not, we're not on the paycheck, you know, we're not on their internal team, but we really sort of plug in exactly like an internal team would, would behave and, and create uh, marketing strategies for the company. Cool. How'd you get into this business? Like what, what, what attracted you to starting a, a digital agency in the first place? Well, um, I started actually, and I'll, make it real quick. Um, I started when I got out of college, I had a degree in design and communications and I worked for an ad agency in Westport, Connecticut. And, um, then I got a position, uh, in first brands Corp- corporate, which was glad, glad lock STP Simonized brands. And it was like a P and G kind of pro- you know, corporation. And, uh, this is when, you know, computer graphics and things like that was just in its infancy. I mean, math was just being used in that sort of field. And um, I mean, I was literally in like the coffee area (laughs) of the company. I mean, you know, it was just a small little niche. And basically it grew from there. I became the advertising coordinator for corporate and then moved into marketing. And it was at that point that the internet really started. It was early 90s and the internet was really exploding. And um, I saw a need, and I remember having a meeting with one of the uh, the CEO at the time that you know no longer are we going to be you know marketing like we used to, and that we need to start creating an internet presence for the for the corporation. And um, they basically created this what didn't exist at the time called an I team, and um, I was luckily lucky enough to be part of that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going out on my own. I just see a completely different picture that's going on. And that's when I left and I started uh, working and putting together Engage at that point, early infancy of it. It wasn't called Engage. But, you know, since that time frame, um, I've been in the industry doing that kind of work and it's been changing. It's constant. It's still changing today. But yeah, that's, you know, that's where, you know, taking the corporate background and then building it out into being more of a digitally functional marketing strategies and, and being more integrated in the sense of you're utilizing each piece is affecting the other piece of your, of your media channels. So there's not anything that's siloed. There's not anything that's sort of functioning outside on its own. And um, I think that's really where the digital agency is going, being very integrated and being very in-house in that way. I have to realize there are probably people in our audience, you know, not, not to put like age or experience on this, but there are probably people in our audience that have a digital agency today that, that were literally like born after uh, <laughs> you, you, you started doing this. So like, you know, when exactly. you say like the internet was exploding, like there is, I mean, so there, there's some people in our audience right now who totally understand exactly what you're talking about. Right. Like, 
the 90s when stuff started changing and you started to have like this idea of digital kind of came on. Uh, and then you have people that are getting into this business today who really grew up in a world very different. I mean, they maybe grew up in a world where social media already existed versus for you, uh, it's like, you know, there was a time when that was not even a channel. It wasn't even on people's radars. They didn't even know it existed. Uh, exactly. And you've seen that transition. So what, what are some of those, you know, the challenges that you've seen over the last couple of decades in, in this business of, uh, of all of this major disruption that we've seen across all of these channels to get us to kind of where we are today with, with digital marketing? Sure. I mean, one of the, one of the biggest things, and um, it might not be the forefront of what people think about when they think about uh, marketing strategy, but from where the conceptual place where I was back in the early 90s in corporate world, everything was product-driven. Uh, it was product-centric. It was about the product benefits. It was about you know, um, listing what that product is and then push it. And, uh, I think with the whole idea of having the internet and social media networks and everything being so engaging and, and relationship building, and it's become experiential. So our marketing is shifted from this sort of product centric attitude or development of our campaigns or our content to being experientially focused. And the millennial market has like totally driven that. But I, I don't want to exclude other demographics as well, right? But I'm going to say that, you know, we have this, this data that, you know, 72% of millennials are going to prefer, prefer to spend their money on experiences than buy things. And so our marketing needs to shift to think in, that ter- in those terms, you know? I mean, mm. we saw the whole thing of um, tiny homes, right? Uh, yeah. Right. And (laughs) who would have thought, you know, uh, bigger and better is not so much bigger and better. It's I want to live and have a well-being and I want to have life satisfaction. I'm going to drop the materialism and the possession of things mindset. And I'm picking up this whole like living my life and have building memories and that piece. Yeah. So, so does that mean companies that sell a product? I mean, I'm imagining, so I'm a, let's say I have a digital agency today and I'm, I have a client that calls me up tomorrow and they yeah. have, you know, they have a, a product or they have a suite of products or they have, you know, I mean, even services to some level, right? right. Uh, you know, so I have a product today. Does that mean I need to pivot my business and start selling experiences? I mean, should our agency and our audience start to have this conversation with their clients of, you know, that this market is massive and they should be thinking more about selling experiences? Or is it just about how you brand and position what what you're doing for your clients? Well, let me give you an example. I think that's probably, that'd be helpful. So um, we had a client that had literally a digital footprint and um, we realized that they, their uh, marketplace was extremely saturated. I mean, their particular product was a was product was retail based. There were so many people that were already in the space from years past. There was already uh, national brands that were also competing. That for them to jump in with just product product, they would have been drowned out, and they would have actually had very very little results. So what we sort of decided to carve into, and it's all the idea of the experience piece is yes, you're talking about some product on some of your content. Yes, you're having some of it in your website. So it's not like you're departing hundred percent, but you're coming at it from what is their interests? 
what in, they're living, if this is a high, this particular client was hyper local. So we were thinking of local areas. So articles would be about, you know, let's say I was writing content for blogs and uh, social posts and things like that. It was best entertainment venues, um, local artists that were creating unique and amazing things in the area, unusual camping gear because our target audience was really into outside and doing things like that. So it would be branded, but it sort of, it was like uh, content and information coming from us to fulfill their experiences, to get more brand awareness, and then fulfilling the brand piece with experience as well. So let's say if it was like flooring, you know, it was about the family. It was about all these cute little toes running across the, the floor and wasn't about it's acacia wood and it's from blah, blah, you know? I mean, that would be secondary, but we were leading with the experience. Mm. I I have to think about not just our our audience's clients, but our actual audience themselves. That if if they're not currently working with millennials as as clients, and I'm sure this you know as a cultural shift, this is probably this probably does go beyond just millennials. I'm sure that Absolutely. that you know yeah. I'm sure you know I I can imagine older older people that are gravitating towards what these new cool you know young people are doing, but. How do uh, let's let's take the, the the typical small agency like yourself? How do you take this idea of people shifting uh, more of their thoughts to experiences and that emotional or that relational connection with their clients? How do we take this and apply this to uh, our own businesses in some ways? I mean, is it is it? Could you even say as an agency owner, it's it's almost as much about the experience you provide your client as about the actual service that you're providing? Absolutely. And, um, well, just to kind of, just to, just to cover the other demographics you're talking about, just because I don't want it to be so millennial focused. Yes. You know, that is a buying power and a, and a, and a certain demographic that depending on your product or service that a lot of, uh, of our clients go after, but there's other demographics as well. And, um, I mean, even the senior age group, so another of our clients, we were, uh, it was health and wellness and it was a product supporting that. And so one of the things that we were visually trying to communicate along with um, our content and messaging was the grandparents are running on the beach with their grandkids. So it's about, it's about, you know, envisioning your lifestyle and longevity in that and, and having a a sense of um, an enriching life instead of just about, product focused. So now to tie that into what you're saying about your own company, sure, we want to we want to know a little bit about who you are. So the human piece is really important. And you can still keep it in a, I think a professional environment, but I think you also want to be um extremely authentic in what you're doing. And I let the words used a lot. So I'm almost trying to think of just just being inviting people into the back room, so to say. So whether it's, you know, showcasing your team or whether maybe it might be um, uh, writing a content about a specific client or a project, and you don't necessarily even have to name them. We've done that before too. Or an experience that you had. We had a terrible experience with booking.com, not to slam them. But, but you know, we, we took our experience and, and create a blog post about that experience showing customer service and how that doesn't work when you do A and B. So, you know, so if you're thinking in the terms of your customer, your target audience, that person, 
what would be interesting to them and, and selfless relevant value. That's what we term here. You want some branded content, but you really want a lot of selfless relevant value. So if you're an agency, how are you creating those pieces that are not about you, you know, but they really help and uh, give interest, but they also, um, you know, give some, uh, answer some kind of need or, or a problem that, that your audience might be having that might have nothing to do with your service. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners? Are you currently an SEO agency or an agency that offers SEO services to your clients? I have some exciting news for you today. There's a platform called SEO Monitor that is built specifically to help digital agencies provide more effective SEO campaigns for their clients, ultimately helping you guys make more money and be more profitable. SEO Monitor is the only SEO platform that is actively working for you as an agency. Their platform is laser focused on companies that are offering SEO services to their clients, providing deep insights on keywords, campaign level reporting, and also a topic explorer that's going to help you provide better keyword research for your clients. Their platform understands the dynamics of running multiple SEO campaigns and also managing multiple clients under one platform. One of my favorite tools within the SEO Monitor platform is their forecasting tool. This tool literally allows you to forecast the value of SEO services so that you can go back to your clients and help pitch them on higher value services, which is totally in alignment with everything that YouGurus teaches. SEO Monitor offers a world-class support team, so they're there when you need them, and they have top-level service-level agreements to make sure that your agency is always able to deliver to your clients. If you want to find out more about the SEO Monitor and YouGurus partnership, go to SEO Monitor forward slash DAS for Digital Agency Show. That's SEOMonitor.com forward slash DAS. On that page, there's more information about how SEO Monitor is going to help you level up your SEO game, deliver better results to your clients, and become more profitable. There's links out to their free Topics Explorer tool, which is pretty awesome, free for anybody to use, and I highly recommend it. They also have information about their Spark program, which is a $5,000 grant for SEO agencies or companies that are focused on SEO that have been in business for less than three years. So check that out at seomonitor.com forward slash DAS. All right, let's get back to our program. How do your clients respond when, when, you know, they, they, they want to sell a product, you know, they've got this widget or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, and they're like, we're going to sell this widget. And then, and then you're like, well, actually we're going to show kids running across the floor, having a good time. And we're not really going to talk about your floor. We're not going to talk about your, you know, your, your wellness product. We're going to have, we're going to show, you know, old people like hanging out on the beach. I mean, I think we all kind of get uh, the lifestyle marketing a little bit, but I mean, what kind of yeah. resistance do you uh, experience with with uh, with your clients, with your prospects, as you start to say, look, we have to shift our thinking over to this. I mean, are they just like, hey, this is great. This is gun- we're all gung ho about this. We all get it. Or is there yeah. is well, there a little bit of a transition? Well, I think it, right, it's a, it's a definitely it's a dialogue. It's education. You know, so we're we're discussing it with our client. We're educating them on, hey, I was there. I was in corporate. I was product focused. That's what I did. So. I kind of understand that switching the transition of your mind to being experiential and most of it, they get value proposition. They get what the value is. So if I'm telling them, you know, okay, we understand, you know, your product and you know, the value of just the product as it is without any, um, you know, bringing into a lifestyle experience that the customer is going to get from it. I get, you just get what the product is, but the customer, they don't really care about that. 
they care about what their life is going to end up being when they have it. And if we can show them, hey, that this is this is matches up to what they want to either grow to be or, or, or live in that lifestyle or have that experience, and it could be totally product-based, then people are actually going to be more engaged and they're going to um, want to want to have that product because they can see themselves either having that life or utilizing that product in, and it's not just about um, having and, and possessing that thing anymore. It becomes kind of part of, you know, what their, I guess, uh, enjoyment is and their, and their well-being in their, in their home or, or an experience like, like, like travel or something like that. What's been an experience for you in your agency that maybe uh, shook the foundation over the last four or five years? I mean, I, I know at least from personal experience, entrepreneurship is not up and to the right all the time. It's not, yeah. you know, it's not like, <laughs> it's not always successful. We don't win every deal. We don't, we don't make uh, everything, you know, happen perfectly. But for you, for you personally, what's, what's been something that's kind of made you rethink your business or maybe the market or how you approach what you do in your agency? Well, I would say this is, this is, uh, I don't know, many, many people even uh, know that, that my partner is my husband, Robert Caruso. And probably the biggest thing, um, I had my own agency prior to meeting my husband and he was, had his own tech software. And um, we met and, you know, in fact, I helped him a little bit with his business. But I, the, the thing that was unique is we came together to work together in the agency together. We partnered up. And I don't know if there's other people that are partners out there, but when, you know, you have your husband, who's your husband as partner in life, and then you have your partner in business, you know, you're going to really make some adjustments in how you see things and how you think about doing things. And it was such an amazing benefit to me because not only do I think that when we work together and collaborate, that it comes out 10 times better than we would have done it individually on our own. When we're actually um, working on a project, we have uh, different strengths, and um, and I leave his strengths. He leads with those, and uh, my strengths. He lets me lead with those, and it's been such a great adventure to be able to, um, you know, to have not only work with your 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 best friend, but um, to be able to see it, the actual result just ten times better than you could have done on your own. I, I, I'm sure there are uh, a few people in our audience that are, are nodding their heads because uh, they have a spouse uh, that <laughs> they work with and they're yeah. and, and they maybe are in that environment where it's very yin and yang. And it's yeah. it's uh, kind of like what you said, where, where you're, you're creating something, you know, bigger, you know, 10 times bigger than what you could do on your own. Uh, there's probably a group of folks that uh, that are maybe working with their spouse where it's not going uh, as smoothly. Oh, and there's um, those there's... moments. Yeah. <laughs> there's those moments. And to say that there isn't would not be, not be honest. And, but I think you have to look at them as how can I learn from, you know what I mean? I, sometimes you get into your head, oh no, it's got to go this way. And he's got in his head, it's got to go that way. And you could really end up butting heads. But if you take the moment and go, okay, wait a minute, what's pieces of this that really can work together and, you know, really listen instead of um, trying to control the situation, I guess. And I think if if you step back from it and you can try to like see the best part for the product or the project that you're putting together, it's just, it's a great ingredients to a super uh, 
masterpiece at the end or, or, you know, dinner kind of like you're making a dinner. So different ingredients that added to be great, (laughs) right? This great pot roast. So, so, so if, if, are you, are you still telling your audience, if you can't make dinner with your spouse, you might consider whether you, <laughs> you could, exactly. effectively be business partners could, together. Yeah, right? you could get into a food fight, but no, <laughs> <laughs> and there could be like mashed potatoes on the ceiling. Um, but was it, it a, was it a conscious decision for, for you to, to, did you sit down and say, Hey, we're going to work together? Cause I, I know for, for some of our, our members and clients, uh, yeah. you know, they, they started working for their spouse, maybe out of necessity, maybe for some people it was, uh, it just kind of happened. Like it just was like kind of a slow, you know, transition that just one day they kind of woke up and like, Oh wow, you're actually like working in my business a lot. Right. You're like, you're here. Are we partners? Are we not? I mean, there, there's a lot of different ways that I think this can happen. Did, um, you know, Anya, did, did you and your husband sit down and say, okay, you know, we should partner. These are the terms. This is like what you're going to do, what I'm going to do. Or no, was it a little bit more so, organic? No. Oh, so organic. <laughs> it was so organic. I had, we had been working together already before that, that's how we met in the sense that, you know, I was working, doing design and other work for his company. And so uh, we met as friends, we met in that sort of environment. And then uh, when we actually got together and we decided that we were going to start doing this, we just kind of were working together. Any, to be honest, we do, I don't know, we're weirdos, I guess. <laughs> we do a lot of things together. We enjoy doing things together. We really do. And though we are very different, we're kind of like salt and pepper. You know, so we're very unique in um, the things that how we our perspectives and things like that and our personalities for sure. But um, but we like pretty much the same similar things. And um, so in our business, we just started to working on various projects. He would help me. I would help him. And we definitely have our strengths. And his strength is really the, the technical side. He's extremely good at problem solving on tech and anything like that. And mine is the creative side and, um, and the creative strategy. So I don't know, maybe it's natural. I don't know. It just, it just sort of just kind of fell into place that way. Any tactics that you use or, or kind of tricks or approaches or rules or boundaries uh, that you found that work for, for you and your husband? Because I think for a lot of people, whether it's a spouse or even a, a friend, when there's a personal relationship yeah. and then there's also the business relationship, you know, there's sometimes there's a bleeding of the line. So is there anything really specific and tangible that you and your husband do to kind of, uh, you know, maintain boundaries or to make it work? I, I you know what? I think it was a learned. I think, I think we sort of, um, we, you know, redefined it as we, as we worked, but, you know, um, we have just certain processes that we like, as far as the creative work, we always come together. Initially we powwow, we brainstorm together, but then when it comes to the execution piece, we each do a little bit of our, on our own and then have the other one come in and give some feedback. And, um, I think for us that that works amazingly well, uh, because it's just a faster process and we're all about trying to be as profitable as we can and putting out the best product in a timely way. Cause you can spend a lot of time trying to rework <laughs> stuff that does not need to be reworked. <laughs> you know, do, do, you, do you talk about the agency at the dinner table? No, we don't. Occasionally stuff will come up, but you know what we have, we were both workaholics. Uh, well, we used to work crazy hours prior to, you know, being married. But um, when we, Right before we were getting together, basically, or, you know, before we got married, 
both of us were already trying to carve out what we called work balance, you know, life balance, life work balance, because we wanted to, we recognize that we've spent so much of our lives being hooked up to our computers and doing work that, I mean, you know, I'm not a young chicken anymore. (laughs) (laughs) um, I mean, we still have, I think a lot to do, but, um, yeah, I'm not a young chicken anymore. And, um, and we were like, we want to be, I guess, do exactly what we're saying experiences ourselves, you know, ourselves also, we want to, um, have that. So we work at early in the morning, uh, six 30 is we have a, it's not, it's not like in the calendar, but it's no six 30. We, we connect up and we actually, we read the Bible. We read together and pray. And then um, after that, we hit it hard on our to-do list. We periodically have meetings that we'll schedule with each other and powwow on stuff. And then by 5 o'clock, 4.30, 5 o'clock, we're closed for the day. Hey, there's stuff that happens. Sometimes a client needs stuff over weekends or I remember Black Friday, we did this huge... So, you know, hey, there's stuff that happens, but we try to be good about that because um, then you don't have a life and that's not good either. What kind of legacy do you want to leave with your your agency? What if you could make a mark on this industry, on your market? What what do you think that would be? I think it's about our clients. We just we we pray over our clients every morning. We we want our clients to be prosperous, and I mean everybody says that before us. So you know it's clients first, and I think. Um, and it's, and it's about serving. So I would say just to be good servants and good stewards to our clients. I think it's a really powerful message for our audience uh, to, to think about that. I mean, being uh, as an agency owner, you are a, you are a service provider. You are in service of, of your client. And I think that, that if, you, if you remember that, if you keep that front of mind, I think that uh, Anya, you're you're going to be incredibly successful, and and I think our audience will be incredibly successful. So I appreciate you, you know, kind of leaving us with that that punch because I think it's powerful and a a strong reminder. I think it was it was fun to kind of go down memory lane with you, talk a little bit about uh, how you you manage the the spouse relationship uh, and business partnership, how you guys view uh, brand and content and that shift from product to experiential that's happening in our marketplace. Uh, I love yeah. that that phrase, selfless, relevant value. So how to create that that value out there on the web that's not just about you, but it's about it's about your clients, it's about your customer first, and how can we give them you know value unconditional and just kind of know that the more we do that, the more value we'll probably get in in return. So I think this has been a fantastic conversation on you. Are you ready for our lightning round? Good. Yes, I'm ready and I'll be lightning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to hold you to that. I know, right? Okay. Yeah. We will not name names of those who have failed to be thinking, uh, in our over 100 episodes on the Digital Agency Show, but uh, it, it, they, they are there right. if you've been a, a long-time listener. You guys know who I'm talking about. All right. Uh, first question. What is the best advice you've ever received? From my 87-year-old dad, and he basically said, you know what? Go after your dreams and pursue them. But hey, sometimes things or circumstances or your desire might change. And don't be afraid to just embrace that change and go in a different direction. That's okay, too. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Making my bed every morning. I've never heard that one before. 
That is awesome. Thank you. Uh, can you can you share an internet resource or tool or app that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable? Sure. Um, I don't know if people know this one. Spark from Adobe. Mm. Uh huh. Let's 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 use our content and graphics that you already have and repurpose them. Create little videos, little short highlight graphics, especially for IG and Facebook. Super easy. Flip, flip, print. You know, export it out, set it up, and so easy. So try it out. You'll love it, and um, you don't have to sit and recreate the wheel all the time. What book would you recommend, and why? Oh, what book? Oh. Of course, the Word of God, the Bible. We will link out to all those resources that you've mentioned over the course of the episode, also in our, uh, also from the lightning round. So we'll link out to any any particular copy of the Bible. We'll, we'll, we will link out to that. I'm sure our audience can find, yeah, find that. You know what? You know what? You know what? Just, just. I know. You know. I don't know. It doesn't matter if it's popular or not. Just for me. And um, I've had a lot of storms in my life. This is not a show about that. So I'm not going into that. But uh, the thing that has been a constant to me is the love of Jesus. And I think that sometimes as a church, we're not really good at um, sharing that. Mm. Um, But the Bible is good. And go to John 1, 1 John, and just read that gospel or Ephesians. And uh, anyway... It's great. And for me, it, it gives a lot of wisdom for your business and your personal life. We will include that, that chapter and verse in, um, in our show notes. So we'll link out to that. Check that out at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's yougurus.com forward slash podcast. We'll have lots of quotables, key takeaways from today's episode, a summary, links out to uh, the, the, the tools and references throughout the episode. So make sure you guys check out our show notes. Uh, com forward slash podcast. Anya, where can our mm-hmm. listeners find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Sure. Um, you can check out our main white website for Engage, which is engage, the number two, connect.com. And then uh, my partner in crime, Robert Caruso, he has his personal site. You could also check that out too. And I have some uh, bio about me on there too. And that's Fondalo, F-O-N-D-A-L-O.com. And it kind of means like Eureka in Italian. And then Twitter and Instagram at Engage to Connect. And Facebook, Engage, Communicate to Connect. Awesome. Well, that was a lot of URLs, a lot of places to search. We will, we will also link out to all of those great con- those those great uh, resources uh, in our show notes. So we'll, we'll link out to for uh, engage2connect.com, Fondalo, as well as your Twitter, Insta, and Facebook accounts. So guys, check that out, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. If you're out on a run or you're driving, uh, please don't try to write down those notes unless you have a Tesla and you're on autopilot. So uh, check that out again, (laughs) yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Anya, thank you so much for stopping by the program today. Thank you for having me, Brent. It's been an honor and a privilege and I just appreciate just having a chat with you. It's great. Thank you. Very nice. Well, that is our program for this week of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming at you to help you grow your agency so you can achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out, I wanted to check in on your answer to my question from the beginning of the episode. 
Are you stressed out, cash crunched, fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem. Maybe that it's the area you live in or that this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around. And I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now, it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or a mobile app when they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge is blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a strategy call where we're going to dig into those underlying issues in your business and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments that you're going to have will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your YouGurus strategy call today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show.